What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. My name is David Rivera, and you can find me on Twitter at DRivera1222. Hello again, everybody. It's your boy, Maverick, and I have tested positive for missing the homies. You can find me on social media at heartbreak2 underscore kid. Oh, sorry. Wait, is it me? I am. I honestly zoned yes, out. Yes, it's you. Sorry. Uh, it's been a while since we had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed, actually. Ha- happens to the best of us. Um, uh-huh. I'm Aaron. Um, the votes are being read in my Survivor org in nine minutes, which is why I'm very scatterbrained at the moment. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. And this is Colby on Twitter at Colby Complains. I'm also on Instagram at Colby Complains, and also on Letterbox at Colby Complains. Worth mentioning, but I probably Ooh, sorry, won't be using my letterbox um much in the near future i'm also do your very one two 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 on instagram if you want to give that one a follow get my follower count up you know gotta do y'all use letterbox know what letterbox is i have no idea what that is i do not know what that is I it is like logging what movies you have seen oh like okay you can like ta- like watch a movie and then you like put it in your diary and can like write a little quick review rate it one to five stars i don't normally do all that i just like log which movies i see so at the end of the year i can make my um top five lists very easy because i know what i've seen so it makes it's like untapped but for uh but for movies it's exactly like untapped but for movies (laughs) so Let's start this off with with sports because I I know that we have all finished Love Is Blind officially to this point, and I want to get to that slightly later. Just talking about sports first, uh, NFL free agency actually gave us something to take our minds off of everything else happening in the world and give us gave us some sports related content. So we would be remiss. I'd rather we... think about coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's all a matter of preference. Honestly, if you ask a Panthers fan, I would probably rather think about coronavirus as well as, well as you know, pretty much every other Panthers fan right now. But I digress. Um, <laughs> NFL free agency. So here's the big elephant in the room. Cam Newton, not in this organization's plans. Moving forward as a franchise, which is disappointing in and of itself. However... We screwed this up, man. Not we, as in, like, the royal we, but, like, the Panthers organization. Like, they... I'm gonna say they. They screwed this up. Because they did Cam extremely dirty. Uh, Kobe. You, you, I feel like yeah. you have some thoughts about this. I mean... It's not even that they're moving on from Cam that I'm the most upset about. It's the way that... And I think... Joe Ovius put it best. It's like they treat everything as like something that could be turned into content instead of like actually like considering what they're saying and like considering what the team itself is putting out into the ether as far as media. Where like a couple year- weeks ago everything was fine and then all of a sudden Cam is gone and nobody knows what happens. I feel like if the narrative from the team was we are going to be in a total rebuild, I get it. Like trying to find camp, trying to find a trade partner for Cam, that sounds good to me. But to say, hey, Cam Newton and the Panthers agree that they're going to look for trade partners, and then Cam get on Twitter and said, that's not what I said. That is a horrible look. And to have Greg Olson say, that sounds familiar on the said post, you know, and that you, the way that we are treating franchise cornerstones is not great. And the optics of it yeah. are not great. And I think, you know, I think this is one of those times that everyone is upset at the Panthers organization from the social media team to all the way up to David Tepper, you know, and it's not really, it's not fair to Matt rule and his staff but at the same time, yeah, they just got here. They just got here. But at the same time, like we got it. Like we're hearing weeks ago that they're having conversations with Cam Newton and telling him that you know they want to move forward with him and see what he's got, and that's the information that we have. And then suddenly, it's oh, we're looking for a trade. 
and now it's even devolved to the point where nobody really wants to even trade for him. They're just going to let him go in free agency. Like, you're going to let an MVP caliber quarterback, when he's healthy, go for nothing? Like, that's also upsetting. <laughs> because we immediately signed a quarterback, by the way, Teddy Bridgewater. Happy to have you. Seems like a really good guy. Yeah, seems like a nice uh, guy. Sounds like a character in a children's book. And either way, I'm happy to have Teddy Bridgewater. But when you sign him literally hours after you say you're looking for you publicly say you're looking for a trade partner like I'm sure they were having conversations about this before they put it out to the media but you're not going to get what you want because you've lost every bit of leverage yeah it's it's just a cluster I I don't know if you saw Greg Van Roten is on I think he signed with the Jets Um, yep Tri-Turner is oh, where'd he go? I can't remember. Away. He's away. <laughs> he went away. Uh, so it's just going to be tough. I don't know why we hired Marty Herney back, but hey, maybe Cam will be a Patriot since they're looking for a quarterback. Well, they just signed Brian. Wait, never mind. They signed Brian <laughs> Hoyer today. Yeah, they signed quarterback of the future, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> How how crazy would it be if he ended up back it or not or back with uh, Ron Rivera uh, on the Redskins? <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility. It's really not. Did they sign TD? I don't know. Actually, I can look that up. I know that they were talking about it. I'll look that up. But while we're thinking about that, um, Tom Brady, TV the TB. Is a Buccaneer. That's that's that sounds so weird to say. Yeah, it sounds weird to say he's anything but a Patriot. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it very well could be the Browns, but I think the Buccaneers like have the lowest team winning percentage of all time. Uh, the Cardinals are up there. Yeah. The Browns are the or new Browns there. are up there. The old Browns. Uh, if you're counting the full Browns history, I'm not sure. By the way, Thomas Davis did officially sign with the Redskins. But um, yeah. So Brady to Tampa Bay. Yeah, Brady, Brady to Tampa Bay. It's it's so weird. Like if this was a normal week, if we were, if there was not some life altering virus going around out there, that would be like earth shattering news. Uh, but Tom Brady is leaving the Patriots. Um, but yeah, I mean, do I think that Tampa Bay is the best place? No. But it's going to be interesting to see how Tom moves forward because he does kind of have that chip on his shoulder like, hey, Patriots legacy, that that's on me. Like that's not – everyone likes to get – you know, I think people are split. Like people – half of the group gives Bill Belichick the credit. Half the group gives Tom Brady the credit and then normal people can say it's a mixture of both. But, you know, <laughs> sports, you know, everything has to be black and white. But um, mm-hmm. Aaron, what do you think? I think it's a good situation for him. I mean, they've got one of the most dangerous wide receiver duos in the NFL in Godwin and Mike Evans. And those two alone, since Gronk retired, and I mean, even in Gronk's last year or two, are much better than any two players that Brady had in New England, I think. Probably Wouldn't even... it be great if Chris Godwin didn't give up his number 12? <laughs> <laughs> He said he's deferring to Brady on it, right? Boo. <laughs> yeah, he's, he did say it. He said if he, if he wants it, he can have it. Uh, also, a really good defense in Tampa Bay, too. That's going to help. I think the big thing is just going to the NFC rather than the AFC. I mean, granted, he's going to play Drew Brees now two games a year. But also, I think anything to dodge Pat Mahomes until the Super Bowl is going to make the track a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I'm already annoyed I have to play Drew Brees and Tom Brady for a quarter of our game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on that note, I mean, if we're in the NFC South, like, we might as well stay there. Um, so Tom obviously goes to the Buccaneers. You know, Drew Brees is already over there. They've already got Alvin Kamara. You got Drew Brees. You got, um, you got Michael Thomas. And then the Saints add Emmanuel Sanders to their wide receiving core. So that's going to be annoying. 
to deal with that. Um, and then Todd Gurley, you know, well, the Falcons release Devontae Freeman, which makes sense. He had a, He's not had the greatest couple of years. Um, and sign Todd Gurley to a one-year deal, which, by the way, that's a whole other conversation that a 25-year-old running back who was in the MVP conversation cannot get <laughs> a long-term deal. Um, he's got the knees of a 40-year-old. Yeah, I mean, like... Running backs get done dirty, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's boom and bust, you know. Yeah, they're, the twenty fifteen lifespan in the NFL are not quick. That's why it was like for the Titans, why we gave Derrick Henry the franchise tag rather than Tannehill, because yes, he had a really great season, but if he gets hurt, it's almost over. Mm-hmm. The twenty fifteen running back class, which included Todd Gurley and Mel Gordon. Among other big names, I believe none of those running backs from that draft out of like 20 are on their original roster now. Yeah. So, NFC South stacking up on talent. Falcons, I still, I mean, the Falcons have a good wide receiver in core, and I wonder how much Todd Gurley is actually going to add to that team because Matt Ryan is also not, you know, the greatest. I mean, you can say what you want, but I have my own personal feelings about Matt Ryan. Um, but I digress. So, NFC South, um, Sanders to the Saints, Gurley to the Falcons. Uh, Philip Rivers and his nine children <laughs> go to the Colts. Indianapolis. I, I feel like Philip Rivers is washed. I think he's done. Yeah, uh, that's the prevailing. Even, with Tom Brady, you can like have a small glimmer of, like, okay – he had a bad receiving core last year. Their offense wasn't really geared to anything, honestly. Um, now he's in a better position. Phillip Rivers had weapons. <laughs> he, like It's not like he had scrubs on the offensive end. Um, and now he's on a Colts team that is mediocre at best, I feel like. And he's not exactly his best self right now. I mean, he's getting up there in age, too. So... Um, is Jacoby? But Jacoby Brissett also did not have a great season last year. Right. Yeah. So, only thing I have to say to that is that he has to get rid of one of his kids to meet the federal mandate of no gatherings of more oh, than ten. Yeah. One of y'all got to go. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, duh, can, the big uh, the one. Hopkins trade, yeah, but the big I did one. want to swing back to Tom Brady right before we did that. Yeah, go ahead. Just, I wanted to just see what y'all thought. We're going to a place like Tampa Bay, again, a place that's not been really in a championship-like situation since the early 2000s when they had Brad Johnson at quarterback. What do you think it would do for his kind of legacy to be if they end up going to the NFC Championship, going to the Super Bowl, and or even let, let alone if they win a Super Bowl? I... How do you – I don't know how much like, you can I feel add. like that would – like not that it's already pretty much in the bag, but I feel like if he does do it, I feel like it solidifies Tom Brady as the best of all time. I, I think it – I don't think he needs that, and I also – I don't think it's out of the question for if that ring were to happen that it would look very similarly to Peyton Manning in 2015. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I, I don't think that ring did very much for his legacy. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I hope he doesn't go out like that because Peyton Manning, when he went out, <laughs> it was like, buddy, it was sad. It, it's <laughs> sad to watch. It's like a horse I feel that like broke the only its leg. Main difference is that I feel like Denver was a pretty decent team before they got him, and it just and he elevated him to that level. Whereas the Bucks, like they've just not really been thought of as a contending team for a long while yet. It doesn't seem like they're making any other major moves, so the fact that him alone would put them over the top, I do think that is a little bit different than the situation that Peyton had in Denver. I think that's right. I also think that if there's anywhere for him to like kind of suck for a while and no one would notice, it would be Tampa Bay because literally no one is talking about how Jameis threw 30 interceptions last year. And bookended his season with pick sixes. First pass, first one was a pick six. His last pass was a pick six. 
and no one cares. So I love Jameis Winston. I don't know about y'all, but I absolutely adore Jameis Winston. <laughs> he is just, he is a so walking strange. he is a walking wild card. <laughs> it's just. Uh, I mean, I don't. He is the. Whenever someone's like, "Oh, black quarterbacks can't get uh, a break," it's like all like a uh, problematic person has to bring up is Jameis Winston. I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you have a point because <laughs> he's not even that good. And he's still up until last year was a starting quarterback and was able to throw thirty interceptions, and no one cared. Yeah. This league, this league, um, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna phrase, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out, and I'm just gonna let y'all respond. Uh, what are the, what are the Texans doing? Who knows? What, what the hey, hell? I, is, I, I, I strongly support their decisions to become I know more you mediocre. Do. I know you support their decisions, but Aaron, what, what are they doing? <laughs> I honestly have no clue. They don't I mean, have any. For, they they don't have any first round draft picks. They traded they, DeAndre Hopkins and they traded Jadavian Clowney and they didn't get a first rounder. Do I just? Here, I'll pose, let me pose this question: Do you feel like that trade, DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, is is an equal enough trade to warrant not getting a first round pick from the Cardinals? No. Okay, are we all on the same page? Definitely, yes, we're on the same love page. I, I love David Johnson. <laughs> I love David Johnson, but he is DeAndre Hopkins and David Johnson, especially the last couple seasons. David Johnson are not the same. You, sh- they should have at least gotten a first rounder back for that. For my weekly quoting of Bomani Jones, I don't know why Bill O'Brien is the only head coach that is not busy enough that he can also be GM. It's like it feels like all the other head coaches have enough stuff to do that they are delegating the GM job to somebody else. Is Bill Belichick if you also have the time GM? to be a GM? You're probably not. Yes. Yeah, uh, he is the GM. Um, he's the de facto yeah. GM. If he's not the by contract GM, he's the de facto GM. I'm gonna look it up. But you know what? Uh, Bill O'Brien isn't Bill Belichick. <laughs> Like, Bill Belichick can get away with, like, wearing a dirty hoodie that he wore to bed to a press conference because he has six rings. He can do that. Bill O'Brien can't do that. No, I'm infinitely less afraid of the Texans now. Like, one of our secondary players did, like, a very celebratory gif when the trade was announced. Because, like, that's their, other than Deshaun Watson, that's their biggest weapon. So yeah, Bill Belichick is the de facto. I appreciate that trade, Bill O'Brien. You yeah. keep doing it. <laughs> You're doing well, sweetie. It just makes no sense. And Deshaun Watson needs to get up out of there. <laughs> it's, he's not going to get any help from anybody in that organization. So, and that's on period. <laughs> uh. Any other, any other major uh, free agencies, free agency things that I'm missing? I feel no like more NFL thoughts for me. Yeah, the I Browns made everything. a couple, uh, but not like groundbreaking moves. Did you say like? Did you say groundbreaking? Groundbreaking. <laughs> oh, I thought you were making a pun. All all of their moves are groundbreaking. Are groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like both of the moves that we, the, both the big moves we made. We signed Jack Conklin and we signed Austin Hooper, and those both fill needs that we needed filled on the team. I'm gonna miss Jack, but just get ready for a lot of false starts. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I'd rather take false starts than a lot of sacks. So, here's the big here here's the big conversation. Is there anything sports related that we wanted to get off our chest before I move into what we're really all here for? Nah, I'm I'm good. Okay, so love is blind. <laughs> so we're all finally caught up. We are all caught up. Yes. 
Aaron, since you were the technically the last one to finish, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Should we go couple by couple? Yes. That's a better idea. See, this is why um, you're better at hosting. Can, <laughs> can I defer for a second because the votes are being read in my org right now and things are kind of chaos at the moment? Sorry. I guess. Yeah, Aaron's going through it. So... All right. Sorry, two idols got played and I'm reeling. <laughs> um, okay, Kenny and Kelly. Let's start with the most nondescript. Uh, the most nondescript. Also the most couple. shocking. I know. I was watching that last episode and um, I was like, okay, of all of the couples, I feel like Lauren and Cameron and Kenny and, uh, and Kelly are the ones that are going to end up moving forward. And then it started getting kind of weird with Kelly heading up to the wedding. And then I was like, I don't know if that's enough to keep them from getting married. And then just like bomb drop. Boom. <laughs> no. Wait, can we talk like wedding and aftermath for each couple? Yeah. Like wedding and reunion? Where else do we have to be, Colby? We're all right so, here. So <laughs> my favorite part of the wedding episode was Kelly's drunk mom. <laughs> <laughs> she was amazing uh whenever um her father walked her down the aisle and then she also tried to get up onto the altar with kelly it was um it was great turning to the bridesmaids and saying i had four glasses of champagne i know that was so funny <laughs> she's the best and i love her truly an icon and she loves kenny too yeah, I mean, it's so they set that up the whole season, where Kenny and Ke- uh, Kelly and Kenny's parents got along really well. They're in really similar situations. Um, very accepting of the situation. Very accepting. They because they, they each had their own kind of love. Not love is blind scenarios, but short engagements where both of them got engaged within a six month period. Right, and they all got along. They had us. They had a chemistry together. Um, the only thing that like <laughs> kept getting harped on with them was that they hadn't had sex yet. So that was the only thing that they really focused on the whole season. And then boom, right at the end, right at the wedding episode, it's, it's a no. And I don't know if y'all got the vibe, but it kind of sent, it seemed like whoever was going to be asked first was going to say no. Like, I feel like they both had agreed up to that point. Apparently there is some behind the scenes kind of talk that they had already said no off camera and they had to go film it. That may, that makes sense cuz it kind of seemed like he already had that whole speech kind of planned out, you know. I mean, if he had if he did that off the dome, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and then Kelly's whole thing about how she always like friend zones the best guys and Yeah. That was And so her own awkward. sisters and stuff told her that. They said that she is All bad at picking. Like, yeah, you have bad taste in men. That was so awkward when um, she was like literally sobbing over him. Like she was crying. Yeah, she crying needs to shoot her shot. Reunion. And Kenny was like, "I got a girlfriend. She's great." Oh, are you, ta- <laughs> are you talking about in the reunion episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, "I moved on." Like I, I'm like, "Good for you, Kenny. Good for you." And she's yeah, she's like sobbing and talking about how. You know, she is taking her time with stuff. Did she say she changed careers? I feel like she said she. I don't know what she said. Either way, she was up. She was going through it, and he was like, "I got me girlfriend." I'm Jay chilling. And I didn't realize that he lives in Charlotte with his girlfriend. You might see him out in the bell. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you're right there, Aaron. I am. Oh my god. I'm okay. <laughs> I did not get voted off the island, but. Oh my god, that was insane. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on Kenny and Kelly? Um, I was really surprised. Um, but I also feel like we never got enough screen time of them to to really get that much out of their relationship. So I was I feel like that's the big reason why I was surprised. I think they were just too boring to show. Yeah. That's valid, but like I feel like we didn't get any of the lead up to the why they, why she said no. 
Well, she said it. She said she wasn't infatuated with him. Like, she was yeah. infatuated with her previous boyfriends. Mm-hmm. But infatuation's not love. And that's not a good parameter to use. Preach, Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. I'm the single one in this group. Well, <laughs> the, the longest-term single person, and I know that. <laughs> that's why the whole that whole and this is getting preachy but like that's the whole and I'm, i don't mean to switch couples but when giannina and damien when oh they start when, when she started we'll get there when she <laughs> when she started talking about the butterflies and stuff i'm like are you stupid like th- that's not what this is like i don't have butterflies every single day of my life I like the person like my significant other is the person that is like my rock like they are my emotional rock that's the person I depend on I can spill my guts like it doesn't have to be all butterflies all the time and she's like I lost my butterflies like what come on (laughs) anyway yeah like if you're expecting to be like happy uh, like this is something like um my partner and I I I mean she's right here Uh, (laughs) talked about with (laughs) David said hi Carla and Maverick, not Aaron. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> when we were watching Back with the X, and they're like, "We just want to be happy all the time." I was like, "You're not gonna be happy all the time. That's not what this is. It's not how this works." <laughs> anyway, Gigi and Damien are a mess, and I can't believe they're still. I guess that's a good segue to them. <laughs> I guess that is, yeah. Because they, it was revealed that Giannina was the runaway bride that was teased all season long. <laughs> Yeah, you benched it, David, when so you didn't get to see, like, the promo. When she bit the dust, I lost it. When she fell on that hill, oh I my gosh, lost it. <laughs> Wait, did you notice, though, that her stain was gone when she went back? I did not. She said, God of Blast. <laughs> God of Blast. <laughs> it's, it was, like, one of those Mario, it was one of those, those Mari episodes. We're like the camera, the camera. Don't look. Don't talk to me. Don't cut. Don't talk to me. Cut the cameras. But she was like legit trying to get away. So was Kenny, kind of like Kenny. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Stop filming. <laughs> Stop." He was, he was getting a little feisty. Um, oh. but yeah. So Giannina and Damien, I feel like we're the messiest couple the whole yes. season. Yes. Oh my God. I hated Giannina at the end so much. <laughs> I Care to elaborate. Yeah. yeah. The, when he was, when they were at dinner and he was talking to her about how she's on her phone all the time. And in the middle of it, she took out her phone. Oh my God. I was ready they, to punch my dang screen. They did have the most quotables throughout the season though. When she was like, you ever remember, you, you ever hear how you ever notice how when you talk about how every time we do it, it's the best sex of your, lo- your life. Do you notice how I don't say the same? <laughs> that was out of pocket. I would have walked out of the room right there. Honestly. <laughs> I would have walked out. And he took it in stride, too. I was like, who? what? <laughs> so. I mean, what are you supposed to say to that? Like, I don't know what you're supposed to say. When... She went, there's not, there's not a script for that one. <laughs> no. It's just like. And now, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were the messiest. They they were the one. They were the bickery couple that didn't care where they were. They were gonna they were gonna bicker. Um, Your friends that fight all the time that are in a relationship yeah. fight all the time, and it's mad uncomfortable. So, but they are still together. They're still together. Like they said, they needed more time, and they're still they're in a relationship with each other still. Um, not married, but you know, I, ooh, I know, I know how Spanish family is. And I thought that somebody from her family was going to go try and square up. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced of it. Um, but I mean, since we're speaking of Spanish family, shall we move on to, um, Mark and Jessica, Mark and Jessica. Mark and Jessica. Okay. So oh. before we get to like their wedding stuff all i want to point out is that after amber came for her life in the reunion episode did you notice how she was like well like her throat was all the way stopped up like she was like (laughs) i thought that was hilarious but anyway yes mark and jessica um 
one, why did they get like the fancy hotel wedding when everyone else is like in this shack? I <laughs> read, I did some research, and they paid for it, I believe. Who is they? Uh, wait, sorry, it was Mark and Jessica. You said, yeah, yeah, they paid for it, I believe, because it instead of having I, Netflix pay for it. Yeah, what I that's what I was able Netflix. to find online, and it it. I couldn't really get it verified very well, but they, uh, the show provided like basic expenses. So I presume that a basic expense included that one venue that everybody was at. You better believe I'm having Netflix pay for my wedding. I don't care if I can only invite yeah. like three so people. Why did they pay, why did, especially her, why did she pay for a wedding that she knows she was going to say no to? True. Who knows? Makes no she, sense. I mean, she just walked down the, the the aisle, just smirking all and everything, and just said no, and then just nonchalantly walked right back. All of that, you paid thousands, thousands of dollars to be like, I, I ain't feeling it. <laughs> For like, what, 15, 20 minutes of your life? And it- I don't get it. Anyone want to? I kind of felt weird. She was like, "Yeah, I kind of looked like an alcoholic all season," and you kind of did. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was super uncomfortable. She she really did, and she seemed uncomfortable at the reunion where she was like, "Yeah, I watched, I ran that back, and I was like, ooh." Um, I don't know if she was really reflective about it, but she was not. I, she didn't even watch the clips of herself. Because she was so embarrassed. But it's not even, like, when she came out afterwards, she was like, oh, the cameras were, like, the editing was, like, making me out to be a villain. And she was like, yeah, I was, I was wilding a little bit. Because not only was she doing all that, but she was, like, she she's sneaky. Because she would f- phrase questions towards Barnett in a way, like, she would be, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, she would do, like, the sneaky thing where she would, like, throw something up like oh wow i never would have realized that you two would be together i never would have seen it and like was trying to bait him into like admitting something that he didn't feel you know what i'm saying and barnett was like yeah but we're great dude. <laughs> <I know. laughs> he's such a chad we're having a great time <laughs> he's such a chad dude <laughs> um but yeah jessica g i felt bad for mark but at the same time like from go like even i said i remember two podcasts ago when i first started watching like from episode two i was like oh jessica's gonna be a problem <laughs> because she does the wishy-washy stuff she she likes to do the two-faced wishy-washy play both sides stuff and ever since the barnett thing happened and for the love of god if i had to hear oh my god well i'm like 34 and he's like 24 if i had to hear that <laughs> one more god dang time <laughs> Yeah, what I said last year when you took your headphones off, I was like, well, when she was like, well, what happens when I'm 40 and you're 30? Or like, what happens when I'm 50 and you're 40? And I was like, the math isn't changing. You're going to be 10 years older for the rest of your lives. It's going to be like that forever. And she was the only one that cared. No, every time, every stop of the, every like stop that she went, like that she posed that question to somebody. Nobody cared. Nobody gave. They were a supportive. Crap. They were. They were actually like for it. Like her friends were like, "Yeah, you like Priyanka and him." Yeah, she, yeah. She, she, like they thought about it for a second. They were like, "All right, cool. <laughs> Let's just see how it goes." And I'm like, "One good friends." Um, but yeah, it's just bad. And then there was bad. the there was like you could get the muffled audio of one of her friends as she was walking off the stage. They said like, "This is a really bad look for her." <laughs> not wrong not wrong at all and never forget she loves wine <laughs> apparently so does her dog that's what I'm saying sorry it was like the, her whispering to the camera that her dog loves wine that's so weird don't feed your dog don't feed your dogs wine <laughs> didn't think we'd have to make a PSA about it but <laughs> Here we are, Here Jessica. We are, Jessica. <laughs> I was I was I hoping, hoping that she addressed, that she addressed it, it on on, on the reunion, on the reunion episode. episode. Um, 
as much diamond and sorry i was just gonna point out as much as i rag on trashy tv i love watching trashy tv so like i thought some i thought somebody was gonna get pulled up on in in that uh (laughs) in that reunion episode uh but yeah who else who was next i'm sorry diamond carlton diamond and carlton for the reunion at least so carlton was doing the most Okay, so this is where me and Lauren, like me and my significant other, differ. She is Team Carlton. I'm, I don't like Diamond particularly, but I'm like Carlton. You were doing way too much, my friend. Like you, you, you were act like from day one, acting like a fool. So, I'm interested to see what y'all think. I think once he got to the island, he was just very uncomfortable. And, and, like, like didn't, didn't know what to do, like, in that situation, which is why I think that he was, like, doing and saying what he was doing before he came out to her, at least. But, like, he, I just, I feel like they were just not a good match at yeah, all. I'd agree with that. I think that there is more nuance to the situation than a lot of people give credit for, because... While I wholeheartedly agree that Carlton, the way he acted, uh, and all the things that he said to Diamond were not okay, I think that she definitely could have helped the situation and sympathized with that. It's not like he doesn't ever need to come out to anybody. And on top of that, they only knew each other for what, like a week? I think at that point it was like a week. Like, it's not like they had been dating for, like, ten years, and this is something that he had known his whole life, and he hadn't told her, and even then, he wouldn't have to tell her. Right. Yeah, they're, yeah they, they, both they both had their issues. Had their issues. I, I, I mean, from my perspective, it just looked it like it looked escalated, like escalated because, because of Carlton, Carlton and his language, and the way that he... Talked to her. Uh, she could have definitely been more receptive towards him coming out like that. But at the same time, I mean, he was using he was he was like uh, like Colby said, doing the most. He he, he was wilding out. Like at once they were like fighting, like he was wilding out. So so, but even from the pods, I didn't really like Carlton. Because he, he, would be he would be super disrespectful towards people. people. I did think it was funny that he fell asleep on Amber, though. I, at the reunion, though, like the whole, like, getting like, gone one like, knee to give her the ring back. And for, oh, like, my God. That, that was too much. That was way too much. That was way too much. Let's just move on. I thought he was proposing. And I was like, dude, no, 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 no. like, I'm not proposing. Before he said that, though, I was like, what are you doing, (laughs) sir? Okay, I'm recording again. He wants her back bad. (laughs) This is is a Wendy's drive-thru. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's like him and Kelly, they both wanted their booze back. Yo, for real, they were pressed. Like, they were both pressed between (laughs) Kelly and Carlton. Um... But yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say about them other than, I, like Colby said, I mean, from the start, they didn't even seem like they were that good for each other. We didn't even really talk about Mark in the whole Mark and Jessica thing. <laughs> we just, it's all about oh, no, Jessica. <laughs> we just, but but Mark, Mark, you gotta leave. You, like, at some you, point, you, you gotta have some self-respect for yourself, dude. Leave her. Please leave her. So, Barnett and Amber. Good segue from Mark and Jessica. Just because I felt like those two couples were connected all year, you know? Um, for one, Amber terrifies me. <laughs> um, she's that kind of crazy that uh, I've seen before. <laughs> um, and then Barnett, I feel like... I told I told Lauren this as I was watching. I was like, I feel like Barnett would be fine if he was not the more responsible one in the relationship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then once she was like, yeah, like, I don't have a job. I couch surf. 
and I really don't want to work for the rest of my life. And I haven't started paying off any of my student debt. <laughs> like he was starting to be like, uh, what? Um, Hold up. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so once that started happening, it's like, well, this can go one of two ways. Either he's, she's going to be good for him and he's going to step up or it's going to crash and burn and they're going to falter because of all these extra things. And it seems like they're doing well. I mean, it seems like they're doing all right. First off, they, got, they the, got married, and they are t- still together. I always had the impression that they would be, like, very good, like, best friends that occasionally have sex. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like that's a great setup for them. But, like, once they have to start taking on each other's responsibilities, I feel like that is a recipe for disaster. Because once she started listing, like when they were at the bar together and she was listing off all the things that she was expecting. And then, you know, Barnett was super self-conscious about his apartment. And then he's, he's she starts talking about her living situation. He goes, oh, <laughs> oh, you know what? I thought his apartment, his apartment was more put together than I expected it to be. It was. They made it look they made it seem it was going like it was going to be worse. I was like, no, he looks like a dude that doesn't have people over a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't make my bed. Shoot. <laughs> was it him or Mark that had the all brown? It was Mark. That was Mark. And, and one yeah. pillow on that bed. I think that's the most egregious thing. One pillow. All right, listen. When I sleep, I throw all the, on my side of the bed, I throw like all the pillows off of the bed except for one. So I feel that. I'm, I'm a one pillow person. I am a many pillow boy. <laughs> Is it like this world's version of the one eyed raven? The three eyed raven, sorry. The, the many, many pillow the boy. Many, the many pillowed boy. <laughs> Didn't think we'd get a Game of Thrones reference in here, did you? So, no, I'm yeah. glad that they are together, though, but, and then in the reunion. Uh, Amber absolutely came for Jessica. She deserved it, though. She deserved it. She did, but it was awesome. It was a little uncomfortable. And and also, it sounded like they were kind of going through it when they first got married. And, uh, like, the way she was talking about it, I was like, are are y'all okay? Well, she said Barnett looked shell-shocked the entire time. (laughs) Well, she said that they were thinking about divorce. Like, they, she was about to call a divorce lawyer. Yeah. And, like, Barnett looked like he had seen things uh, the entire time. He looked, like, five years older. Yeah. It, it. I still don't think they're the best for each other, but if they're happy, who cares? Who Who are me to say? No. My, well me doing this entire podcast making fun of all these people's relationships but you know i did stalk their instagram and they went to dragon con together like they go to conventions together she's she she's a nerd she she's she's a through and through nerd that i do that i do like about her and the last one the one that's most important the one that that everyone cares about the only one that matters that is cameron and lauren Cameron and Lauren. When she okay, wait, hold on. I'm doing too much talking. <laughs> Aaron, I was scared at the start of it because she, especially from like the second to last episode, she started showing like I'm really kind of nervous about this, and I don't know. It's kind of a big decision. I'm giving up my my freedom for uh, to be able to in personal space to be able to get married. And then there's already stuff earlier where she didn't want to move into his house. And so I was like, oh, please don't do this to me. Please let this just be good editing just to keep the suspense up. And ultimately it was because then they got married. Yeah, I was really happy for them. I've been rooting for them. I feel like they were the, other than Kenny and Kelly, but obviously we found out that was not the case. They were the least dramatic couple. And now they have a YouTube channel. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Carla watches it sometimes. They made a really hilarious TikTok <laughs> the other day. Um, I w- what was it? Oh, 
when he went to go meet her dad, one, she made it seem like he was like Candyman or something. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> like he was going <laughs> to say his name five times and then Mary's going to come murder you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's what they made him sound like. Um, and then I thought it was out of pocket that they were talking and she was like, I'm just going to up and get out of here. Bye. I'm going to leave my potential fiance or my potential husband in here alone when their first conversation did nobody did it did any of y'all find that out of pocket that she just dipped it's 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 a little um i don't know if i would have in that situation i mean i feel like every every like when everybody has someone that they like and they go to the parent's house the dad always kind of takes you off (laughs) for a split second though so i mean that's it's still pretty common I just thought it was a little out of pocket that she was like, I'll just leave you two alone. I think here. that she probably <laughs> just wanted to be upfront about avoiding the awkward situation. But my favorite thing is that he, like the entire time he was on screen, he could not decide what he wanted to do with his classes. <laughs> like they were on, they were off. <laughs> like, the entire time. <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. But I mean, like, it's not like he had never been in an interracial relationship. I feel like if he had never been in an interracial relationship, it would have been more of a thing. But, like, he knows how to act around black people. Like, he'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You said his previous girlfriend was of, like, five years or something? Like yeah. Three, and three five? I think five years. I think, um, did we talk about him rapping on here? No. <laughs> I... Okay. I want to defend Cameron because... I feel like people took that clip and like clipped just him rapping and like the mom's response to it. She asked him to rap. He did not just start rapping at her, at her mother. She asked for him to rap. He rapped. Uh, and he was a little awkward because wouldn't we all be if our significant other's mom was like, oh, I hear you make the hip hop. <laughs> oh, so I just want to be. I just want to say, Cameron made the best out of an awkward situation, and I feel for him. Context, people. Nice of you to defend Cameron. He needs it. Of all of all the people, Cameron needs me to defend him. <laughs> I did like like the whole season, though. I did like them together. Yeah, and their wedding was nice. He has a nice house. He has a nice house. With nothing in it. I know. That's why she's there, though. (laughs) Well, apparently they have moved into it, ultimately. Yes. They have both moved in. Bro, did you buy this house yesterday? Like, there's (laughs) nothing in here. It's like the price tag's hanging off of the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I can't wait for season two. But, again, my whole thing is they should put some... I don't know how watchability is, but they should put some more average-looking people because especially if you do the concept of love is blind, again, my whole big thing was it's, yeah, they develop this emotional connection, and then when they see each other, they're actually conventionally attractive people, and they're like, yes, it's a bonus now. But put somebody really through it and see if and really test that theory is see, find people that can make really good emotional connections that might not be a 10 or even an 8, maybe like a nice 6 with a personality. Yeah, they were like, um, oh, he's not really my type. And they were like, what's your type? And they are like, I'm into blondes. I'm like, really? That's <laughs> that's just the thing that you're not into? Her brown or his brown hair? He's like, come on. But now you all need to watch Back with the X. So we can talk about that. Is that on Netflix? It's only six episodes. Ooh. What's the premise? Oh, wait. I feel like you've explained the premise of this before. Yeah, four people. They yes. want to get back with their ex. Correct. I do remember this now. It's worth it. Anything else Love is Blind related? Also, nobody really talked about how crazy it was that she was an ex-tank mechanic. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> nobody talked about she Amber. used to work on tanks. Okay, but like, in what capacity? How, like... I have so many questions about the job descriptions they gave. In the army, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Was she in the army? Was she a private contractor? 
No, she was in the army. Oh, interesting. That, I guess, gives more and less clarity at the same time. But also, I like that the way that she expressed love. She was like, I am never going to leave you, and if you ever leave me, I will take off your toenails and your skin. <laughs> it was very much And she uh, put a tracker in the ring. Like, she put a <laughs> ring on him. It's like, yep, you're, you've done it now. It was, a, it was an interesting way to express um, showing um, your affection for somebody. Anyway, that's my last love is mine thought. All I'm, as the person leading this episode, I'm going to put this out there, and we're not going to talk about it. I'm just going to say it, all right? Jamal Murray. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you probably already know. <laughs> Have a fun quarantine, everybody. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> so. I'm actually excited for this. Uh, so, Chapel Hill is home to lots of good restaurants, lots of crappy restaurants, and lots of pizza places that don't need to be there. Uh, recently, I don't know who made it. I know the tweet that we have is from 1893 Brand Studio on Twitter. That's like the um, DTH. Ah, okay. Or they work with Yeah, the they're affiliated with the DTH, I would say, is okay. the best way to say it. So they made a best restaurants in Chapel Hill, Carborough bracket, uh, March Madness style. And I still need to take a, se- a second to look at it, but we're going to give our final fours. Uh, so while we're looking, running down the list, I'm just going to go very quickly. Here are the options. Al's Burger Shack, Hickory Tavern, Buns, Banditos, Carolina Coffee Shop, Shanghai Dumpling, Vamil- Vimalas. I don't even know what that is. Chimney. Carolina Brewery, Mint, Sup Dogs, Armadillo Grill, 411 West, uh, Pino? Peno. Pen- Peno? I don't know. Peno. Peno. Okay, it, has, it doesn't have the Enye. <laughs> uh, Sutton's, I Love NY Pizza, Topo. And that's a region. <laughs> that's the one region. Yes, that's one region. This is the next region. Uh, top of the Hill, Amante. Amante. Uh, Gourmet Kingdom, which I have been to and is really good. Miss Mong's. Purple Bowl, Karama, Hibachi & Co., uh, Be Good, True, Benny Capella's, Cosmic Cantina, Vince, uh, Vecino, yeah. Lucha Tigre, Breadman's, Elmo's, and Fruita Bowl. That's one side of the bracket. The other side is Med Deli, Wings Over, Pizza Press, Carburitos, Elaine's, Ma, uh, might as well, sorry, uh, Mama Dips, Greek Euro, Heavenly Buffaloes, Curry Point, Sunrise, Time Out. Lantern, Lula's, Linda's, Venable. That's one. That's one side. That's one. What that's a one. region. That's that is, the that's region. A, that's a loaded region. That is a loaded region. And I have uh, the 16 seed in the final four. <laughs> Don't give it away, Maverick. Come on. Um, Merits. So this is the last region. Merits, Four Corners, Mr. Tokyo, Cholanad. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Pizzeria, Mercado, Lotsa, uh, IP3. Tallulah's Spicy Nine, Bonchon, Monterey, Trolley Stop, Lime and Basil, Crook's Corner, Kipos, Cham Thai. You can close everything in that uh, region, and I would not, I would not be mad at anything. I would be mad Even at a Merit's? couple of them. You can close Merits. Yeah, Merits can go. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, though. If, Hot if, take. If Region Three is the region of death, Region Four is the region of life. That's the one that Duke would be in. Yes. <laughs> cakewalk. The cakewalk region. All right. Let, uh, I'm going to take the, a look at the, this. The one with top of the hill is the cakewalk, at least for my personal taste. I don't know, because that, that one has Gourmet Kingdom, oh, no, which I, I know not everyone's has, been to. That one has Hibachi, and it's got Cosmic, and it's got Elmo's. Yeah, it's got Cosmic Lucha Tigre, which I lived near Lucha Tigre when I was in college, and I love Lucha Tigre. Um, it's got True, which is yeah, that's a good on one a too. God, I think someone, I never went to True for food though. Really? No, just for drinks. I went for food a couple times. It was on my walk home, so I would stop by there sometimes. I have my final four if y'all have to. I also have my final four. 
I think I I think for the most part I have my final four. If you want to start it off, Colby. Uh yeah, so top left and we'll tweet or just search through our histories. I've tweeted about it. Um sub dogs in the top left. I have cosmic in the bottom left. I have wings over. Oh the sixteen seed off the top row. Off the top. Wings over and then um in the trash region I have spicy nine. And then uh, one of our <laughs> friends, or my Twitter nemesis, Jonah, tweeted, um, half of those aren't even, like, Chapel Hill-specific. And I was like, in your point. <laughs> That's for the best restaurants in Chapel Hill, not the best Chapel Hill restaurants. Aaron, anyway, you want to... Yeah, so, so, so in my top left, I have Sutton's running away with it. Um... In the bottom left, I have Cosmic. In the top right, I have Linda's. And in the bottom right, the bottom right's a hard one. Um, gun to my head, I will say Mr. Tokyo. Maverick. In the top left, uh, it's basically Sup Dogs and Banditos. Banditos goes to the final four. Bottom left, I have also Cosmic Cantina in the final four. Dang, lots of Cosmic love. I feel like it's hit or miss with so many people. Like, you either love it to death or you hate it. <laughs> I love it. it I, Cosmic I love has it. gotten me through so many times. <laughs> Dude, Halloween, my sophomore year, I got the deluxe burrito for the first time, and I was feeling great. <laughs> and that was, like, bliss to me. It was so good. Colby stole my thunder. I, too, have wings over the 16 seed advancing from the top right corner. Lots of wings over, love, man. Listen, when I left Chapel Hill, like, the one restaurant was like, I miss it so much. It was wings over. I still miss it to this day. And then in the bottom right, it it came down to Merritt's and Spicy 9. Merritt's took that one. So my final four officially, Banditos, Cosmic Cantina, wings over, and... Uh, merits. I'm surprised you're not putting Monterey in your final four, Maverick. I, I, I didn't want to overload <laughs> with ACP. That's what I figured was that you were going to go for a Mexican final the four. ACP? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I could have done Carburitos. Mm-hmm. And then, but no, I do like merits just a little bit more. I would have picked Spicy 9, honestly, over Monterey. It's kind of it's fallen off a little bit for me. I'm honestly armadillo grill over um, carburetos. If we're going, if we're going to carburetos for something oh, man, like that, I miss I'm those tacos I'm for band camp. That was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, those they were good. good. Taco I was always day. working. I, I I include drinks as well. So like, don't shoot me because I love so many of these restaurants. I, I have banditos coming out of the top left. Yes. Um, I do have banditos coming out um, over sub dogs. I have top of the hill coming out of the bottom left solely for the thumbs and toes and blueberry wheat combo. Always I'm not hit. hating on it. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, on the top right, this is the one that I had the most internal conflict over because I absolutely feel – the wings over love like <laughs> sweet chili and honey yes. barbecue <laughs> sweet chili and the the honey wave. barbecue and, oh and also the the garlic parm uh from there was really so good. good it's so Only good the second 16 one upset in history it's, oh i need dinner <laughs> it it, ma- it makes your breath stank but it's so good um but you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go wings over. You've Ooh. convinced me. <laughs> You've convinced me. I was going to go Linda's, but it's I it's that's an all four years thing. That's a that is that is the consistency I need in my life. So wings over coming out the top right and spicy nine coming out of the bottom right. Let me just say that the wings over Mama Dips Sweet 16 is extremely unfair 
followed by a wings over Linda's Elite Eight. That hurt. That would it's hurt. Because I, I love Linda's. I really love Linda's. Can we have an honorable mention for Linda's? Throw throw the peace sign up for Linda's for those oh, cheesy tots and liquid marijuanas. That is like a Christian a, Leitner turnaround, a Luke yeah, May a Luke at the May. last second. <laughs> have I ever, uh, have I showed you the video of me taking my birthday shot at Linda's? A long time ago, if you have. Probably. I still love it. Oh, it hurts, but it was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> anyway, that, that, oh, that, that hurts, but y'all, y'all convinced me on the wings over. And then Man. in your bottom right? Oh, I had um, Spicy Nine coming out. I feel like that's the safe pick. I like Lime and Basil. I like, pho. I like the pho, but I added Spicy Nine more. And Spicy Nine was the reason I started liking sushi mm-hmm. so, in general. So that I got to give it to Spicy Nine. I like Monterey is good. But it's not better than Spicy Nine. Like, Trolley Stop is so hit or miss. Like, Trolley Stop is either amazing or terrible. I highly recommend the next time y'all are in Chapel Hill that you give Mr. Tokyo a chance. It's a little expensive, but it is, like, high-quality, all-you-can-eat sushi. And they have all-you-can-eat fried rice and hibachi. It is worth the price tag. It's, like... The amount of all you can eat that rock and roll, well, obviously the amount of all you can eat that rock and rolls has, it's all you can eat, so you can eat all you want, but it's at the quality of Spicy Nine. Did anyone pick Monterey's coming out the bottom right? No. Nobody did? That one's surprised. I'm surprised nobody picked Monterey's. I mean, I respect Monterey. Monterey got to my Elite Eight, but. Fair. I think, I think the fact that Bandito's. Was in my. I couldn't have Banditos and Monterey. Oh wait, no, no. they lose in the round of thirty-two. Yeah. Oh man, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, they got a bad draw. So who's your overall champion? Do we want to do our final fours too to get to the national champion? No, just pick the champ. <laughs> oh man. All right, I'll go first because clearly I am the most decided. Sutton's wins for me. Sutton's has an 09 Carolina run. Nobody comes close to them. No question in my mind. I love Sutton's. And uh, which region was Sutton's in again? They were in the bottom or the top left. Top left. I respect it. I just love Banditos too much. This might have to be an emotional decision for me. And like when nothing else was there for me. There was Carla, and there was wins over. I know. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Wings over Chapel Hill got me through so many times, and their boneless wings are the only boneless wings I eat. I will eat no one else's boneless wings. Let's be real; they're chicken tenders. Yeah, that's what a boneless wing should be. A boneless wings would not have the wrap of glorified chicken nuggets. If all those boneless wings were at like wings over, this is tough. <laughs> I'm like internally monologuing of who is my champion is Maverick. Who you got? I have I, a feeling. I, I changed what I put on Twitter because of all that's transpired. I have this Banditos versus Wings Over. So I, I originally had it as Banditos versus Merits, but it's now Banditos versus Wings Over. ACP will forever have my heart and wins the championship. Yeah, I have uh, I have wings over beating Spicy Nine in the final four, and I have Banditos beating Top of the Hill in the final four. So it's Banditos and, and wings over. I I had this. I filled out the same bracket as Maverick. Uh, uh, that's that sucks. Oh. This is like, this is like Illinois, UNC, 05. Close game. Tough. Um, uh, man. This hurts me, y'all. This hurts. Chris I didn't Jenkins really... for the championship. This hurts, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know, because like Banditos, I ate a Bandito so much that I could walk in 
and the dude at the counter would be like, oh, L5? I'd be like, yes. That's why, that's a big reason why Sutton's won it so easily for me because I go there, I try to go there almost once a week. Like I go in and they all give me a hug and they know me by name and my or- they know my order. I don't even have to order. Like they've told me that I can write my own ticket and go behind the counter and do whatever I want. That's not real love. I get that. Ah, <laughs> uh, I gotta go banditos. I gotta I love wings over with all my heart. I hope it doesn't have any hard feelings. <laughs> Colby, you almost got me. You almost convinced me, man. You you were like it was teeter like teeter tottering. <laughs> I went for the heart strength. Hey, that that D C ten will do things for you. I oh. will say Ooh. that while I did have wings over losing the first round because I'm a big Medelli fan. Wings over was there for me after the Duke game this year. I had a DC-10, ate the entire thing, alone in my room, and it was sad, but it was enjoyable. The fries are also pretty solid, in my opinion. So, oh, that was tough. That hurt. Man, I need me a DC-10 right now. Yeah, now I'm craving. It's funny, because I'm craving... I'm craving the wings now that we went on the wings over thing. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for dinner. I think that's an amazing spot to wrap this episode up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so, let, let us know y'all final four too. And yeah, along, send us your... along the lines of the restaurant no, thing, if you have the financial means, I would highly recommend buying a gift certificate from your favorite restaurant because it'll help them stay afloat right now. And you will, in theory, spend the money there either way, if you have the financial means. 